Welcome to the Mind of a Madman. Uh, this week, we're going to look at uh, the life of Joseph Smith. Uh, if you don't know who Joseph Smith is, he's the guy who created, he's the father, founder of uh, the Mormon Church. Uh, we're going to look at uh, his early beginnings. We're going to look at where the whole church, uh, where, where the whole faith of, of Mormonism came from. And we're also going to look at, at the church uh today and some of the more outlandish or different some of the more different views of the church but before we get into that as always uh, we're going to look at a couple news stories from around the world um, our first news story is called mysterious glowing UFO spotted hovering in the sky by beach jogger on morning run what a title so <clears throat> says uh, a hovering object was filmed by a woman at Miramar Beach in the coastal city of Ciudad Mandero in Mexico. Uh, says the hovering object was filmed by a woman in the Gulf of Mexico and shared on a social on social media where many thought it was an alien spacecraft. The sighting took place at Miramar Beach in the coastal city of Ciudad Mandero in the Mexican state of Tamaulipas on February 1st. Uh, she, so they have a picture of it here. I'll put the picture up on uh, Facebook. It just looks like a sunset covered by clouds, and you just see a small slit of, of the sun. I mean, I can see how maybe. Honestly, I don't know how you could be fooled by that. I mean, it just it, it just looks like a sunset. This is covered by the sun. I mean, you know, you can go on the Facebook page, look at it, tell me what you think it is. But I really think that that's all it is. So, with that being said, let's move on to the next story. <clears throat> this story is titled, 123,000 mile an hour engine that could finally take astronauts to Mars. You, uh, the article starts out by saying, You might expect to find our brightest hope for sending astronauts to other planets in Houston, at NASA's Johnson Space Center, inside a high-security, multi-billion dollar facility. But it's actually a few miles down the street in a large warehouse behind the strip mall. This bland and uninviting building is a private aerospace startup, uh, Ad Astra Rocket Company. And inside, founder Franklin Shang Diaz is building a rocket engine that's faster and more powerful than anything NASA has ever flown before. Speed, Shang Diaz believes, is the key to getting to Mars alive. In fact, he tells me as we peer into our three-story chamber, test chamber, his engine will one day travel not just to the red planet, but to Jupiter and beyond. Uh, so, you know, basically, you know, it's, it's a new design of a rocket. The article really doesn't go on to say exactly how it works. Um... Here, it just says that it uses a number or it, it uses a number of uh, nuclear reactors along with uh, hydro hydro pumps and water. Doesn't really go on really to say much. I mean, I'm sure you know he's trying to keep as much under wraps as he can because he doesn't want anybody else stealing his ideas. So, I mean, hopefully, you know, this engine you know becomes reality and then. You know, we can use it and uh, 
help us, you know, to, to you know, to become a spacefaring uh, species and go out into the cosmos. Our third article is called Earth Tipped Over on Its Side 84 Million Years Ago and Then Righted Itself. So, the Earth tipped over on its side. Now when they say this, they're speaking like our, our orbit to the sun. As we're orbiting the sun, we're pretty much north and south. I mean, we're not exactly straight up and down. You know, we have a tilt, which is what causes our seasons. But for the most part, the Earth's north and south. You know, as north and south is, you know, uh, parallel to the sun as it goes around. So what they're saying is that about 79 million years ago, it toppled over. So basically, one of the poles was facing at 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 uh, at the sun. There were more more so. It says that the planet tilted by 12 degrees, which would have which would have moved New York City to where Florida is right now. Earth's crust can shift like this depending on how weight is distributed across a planet's surface. So the article goes on to say, if you've been able to stare at Earth from space during the late, if you've been able to stare at Earth from space during the late Cretaceous, when Tyrannosaurus Rex and Triceratops roamed, it would have looked like the whole planet had tipped over on its side. A 12-degree tilt of the Earth could affect the latitude the same amount. Uh, it would approximately move New York City to where Tampa, Florida is, as we just said. <clears throat> the researchers found that between 86 to 79 million years ago, the crust and mantle had rotated around Earth's outer core and back again, causing the entire planet to tilt and then right itself like a roly-poly toy. They're using magnetic rocks to track the Earth's tipping. Scientists can piece together a picture of which tectonic plates, of where tectonic plates were millions of years ago. Uh, and this is known as paleomagnetic data. When lava, when lava at the junction of two tectonic plates cools, some of the resulting rock contains magnetic minerals that align with the direction of the Earth's magnetic poles at the time of the rock solidification. Even after the plates containing those rocks have moved, researchers can study the magnetic alignment to uh, basically figure out where on the global map those natural magnets existed in the past. Uh, so, they're saying that this is going to change our whole our whole idea of how plate tectonics works. Um, we thought that, yeah, we had it all figured out. Apparently we didn't, because according to how plate tectonics is theorized, this should never have happened. Um... So, that's our third article. We have one more article. This is about the Hubble Space Telescope. Uh, you know, this, this, the Hubble Space Telescope has opened the doors of, of us exploring space by so much. I mean, it has allowed us to see so far out into the galaxy. It has allowed us, allowed us to see things that we could have never dreamed of seeing. Uh, black holes, uh, other planets, uh, other, other stars. It's, it's... You know, galaxies that are hundreds of thousands of light years away. So, in fact, with 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 Hubble, we've seen the furthest away image, which is you know, you know the Hubble Deep Field image. Uh, so, 
This article says, uh, Hubble lost its mind and shut down because of its 1980s computer. NASA has announced that Hubble has experienced a memory issue with its onboard computer. Um, the Hubble Space Telescope experienced a malfunction and shut down, according to a press release by U.S. Space Agency. Um, it just it just states that uh, it has something to do with Hubble's payload computer, and on June 13th, it shut down. Uh, NASA analyzed the data and are now investigating if the issue can be attributed to a degrading memory module. Uh, preparations are currently being made for a memory module switch to occur on June 16th, after which the switch has been made and tests are run for around one day the telescope will resume its normal duties. Uh, the purpose of the payload computer, computer is to control and coordinate the science instruments aboard the spacecraft. After the halt occurred on Sunday, the main computer stopped receiving a keep alive signal, which is a standard handshake between the payload and the main spacecraft computers uh, on board. So let's hope that uh, they that things all worked out uh, with with Hubble because I mean it's uh, I mean it's already gone well past you know where we've ever thought that it would. You know, it's made it so much further than we thought it would ever make it. But you know, we want to go so much. You know, we want to try to you know prolong Hubble as long as possible. I mean, I mean, I know there's those uh, space telescopes that are you know, you know, in the works to replace it. But until then, hopefully, we can keep Hubble going. Okay, so that that was the news. So now let's move on to our topic this week, which is uh, Joseph Smith. So let's start out with Joseph Smith's life. Um, let's see here. Uh, December 23rd, 1805, Joseph Smith was born. He was born to Joseph Sr. and Lucy Mack Smith in Sharon, Winder County, Vermont. Um, at the age of 14, in 1820, Joseph becomes uh, confused about which religion to join. He goes into the woods and prays and he claims that he sees God and Jesus. And they tell him that none of the churches are true. Three years later, the angel uh, Aroni appears to Joseph and tells him about the gold plates and the work he is called to do. Uh, these gold plates, as, as we're going to find out here in a little bit, is basically the word of, supposedly the word of God. That are on the, 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 that are written on these gold plates in strange, uh, I guess hieroglyphics. Um, January eighteenth, eighteen twenty-seven. Joseph marries Emily Hale. They were married seventeen years and had eleven children. Some of their children were adopted, and six of their children died in infancy. Uh, in September of that same year, Joseph receives the gold plates from Moroni and begins translating them. Now, for these plates to be translated, supposedly he had to he he had these things called the seeing stones, and he had to use them in the dark where nobody could see. And he'd do it in private in the dark, and the seer stones would allow him to see the hieroglyphics translated into English, and and and, and they would illuminate for only him. That sounds really weird to begin with, but let's just say it happened. 
Then, two years later, May 15, 1829, the priesthood is restored. John the Baptist, yes, yes, the same John the Baptist who uh, baptized Jesus about 2,000 years earlier, confers uh, the, 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 um, the Aaronic priesthood on Joseph Smith and Oliver Cowardry. And then they baptize each other. So, you know, this guy must be important because he's seeing God, Jesus. He's got John the Baptist wandering out of the woods who's been dead for 2,000 years. But it, it gets better. Just hang on. Just hang in there. A short time later, Peter, James, and John confer the Mount the Deck priesthood upon them. Yes, Peter, James, and John, Jesus' disciples who also have been, dis- who also been dead for almost 2,000 years. So, March 26, 1830, just three years after jo- uh, Joseph Smith receives the gold plates, the Book of Mormon is printed and made available to the public, which is, the book is what is basically what was translated from the gold plates. And it's, their ver- it's, it's another testament to the Bible, according to Joseph Smith. So, April 6, 1830, Jesus... Christ Church is organized uh, again upon the earth. Joseph Smith is sustained as prophet, seer, revelator, translator, and apostle of Jesus Christ. February 27th, 1833, the the word of wisdom is revealed. Which uh, is a it's a major I guess dogma part of uh Mormonism. Um, 1836, the Kirkland Temple is completed. Jesus Christ appears to Joseph Smith and Oliver Cowardly there. Um, let's see here. In 1840, missionaries sent by Joseph Smith arrived in Great Britain. More than 6,000 people joined the church. Uh, March 1st, 1842, Joseph Smith publishes the Articles of Faith in the Book of Abraham in the Times and Season newspaper. Um, so, you know, that's just kind of like, you know, a, a brief synopsis of Joseph Smith leading up to the creation of the, of, of the, of the church. Uh, under Mormonism. So, a Reader's Digest version of that. You know, he doesn't know what, what, you know, he, as a young boy, he doesn't know what religion to follow. He goes into the woods and prays. And Jesus and God appear to him. John the Baptist comes and baptizes him. Then he sees three of Jesus' apostles. Uh, they baptize him. He becomes an apostle himself. It's just it's a lot of weird stuff going on here, you know. And the whole thing with the, the with the gold tablet, where only he can see it using the seer stones, and no one else. If you're trying to set up a con, you need to make the con as confusing as possible. I mean, it happens in religion all the time. You know, up until recently, uh, all Catholic doctrine 
services, they were all done only in Latin. And nobody speaks Latin, so they don't know what they're agreeing to. But what you know, and you know, and, and when you don't understand something hundred percent, it gives control to whoever is, you know, not being clear with you. So uh, that whole the whole thing with Joseph Smith is just really it's a little shady. So I want to move on to some of uh, some of Joseph's or some of uh, Mormons some of their top beliefs that are different for us or weird or you know that, that it, it disagrees with most of the other major religions of the world. One is that, that there's multiple worlds and multiple gods. Mormons believe that we are not alone in this world. Just like our universe, plenty of other worlds exist. Each one has its own god. For the ones who are wondering uh, what's weird with this, uh, with Mormons, if you spend your life doing good deeds, you will become a god yourself one day. So, you know, just like you know, how scientists are saying that, that there's infinite universes... Mormons say that there's infinite worlds and each each world has its own god. So I don't know. I mean, I guess it makes sense, I guess. I don't know. And the next one is that they are to stay away from water. Mormons feel that Satan has control over the water, rivers, oceans, lakes. Uh So by going into the water, by swimming, boating, um, you're basically you're putting your lives into the hands of Satan. But wait a minute, you got to be you got to go into the water to be baptized. Let's look at when uh, uh, Joseph Smith was baptized. For those who don't know where where he was baptized at, he was baptized in New York State in a river called the Susquehanna River, which actually the Susquehanna River actually flows right here through my hometown you know it's a couple hundred miles south of where this happened but but it was in a river so how can you be baptized in a river and say that the devil has control of it it's just it's just it's really really weird really weird um you know they they're Let's see. Uh, oh, they believe that when the the Virgin Mary, I don't know how you call her Virgin Mary at that after this, but they're saying that God impregnated the Virgin Mary. Uh, I don't know how you can. I don't know how you can uh, call her a virgin then, if she was impregnated by God. I don't know. It's it just something's not. It just doesn't. It just doesn't. This doesn't sound right. Because Christians still believe that the Virgin Mary was impregnated by special powers of God, and there was no intercourse. Um. One belief that that, that they still hold true, which actually most 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 religions still believe to a point. They used to all believe this, but as society has changed, so is this belief. And that's the Sunday is a holy day. You know, it's, you know, it's the Sabbath is supposed to rest. You know, it's meant for rejuvenation. No sports, movies, no exercises allowed. Um, they're just 
they're just you know one of the last religions to kind of you know start getting away from this. But I mean, you know, this this used to always be this way for Christianity and for most major religions. Uh, Seventh Day Adventists are on Saturdays, but same difference, you know. It's it's, it's the Sabbath. Um, uh, you know, Christian in, in Christianity, they believe that God lives in heaven. But according to Mormon teachings, God resides in a planet, Kalab. Um, it was the first creation of God. Uh, I don't know. Um, and it's, and another belief was that, alright, so Kalab is the center of the universe. And at one time the earth used to orbit Kalab. Which is home to all the gods. Well, when Adam and Eve fell, God angered, and the betrayal kicked Earth out of its orbit, into our current orbit. This, I'll tell you what: the the more you, you the more you look into Mormonism, the more it it starts looking slightly more towards Scientology. It just gets weirder and weirder and weirder. Um, another one is they have uh. Uh, post-mortis baptisms. So even though it sounds weird, it's true. Mormons believe that people can be baptized even after death. So many seek the help of the church priests in order to baptize their dead relatives. Mormons believe that it is never too late to seek the right path. God welcomes each follower even after they are dead, so a living person gets baptized on behalf of the dead person. A living person gets baptized on behalf of a living person gets basically a living a living person gets baptized in place of that that dead person um so not only does each does each world or does does not only are there, are there multiple worlds with multiple gods they have multiple heavens uh, Mormon teachings state the existence of three heavens. There's a celestial kingdom, the terrestrial kingdom, and the telestial kingdom. Uh, the celestial kingdom is reserved for the God and true Mormon believers. Uh, if you tread by all the rules in the doctrine and commit no sin, you might end up there after death. Children who die before the age of eight automatically go to the celestial kingdom as they are pure. Uh, terrestrial kingdom is next. This is for the people who followed Moses' laws, but faltered on the ones created by his founders, Joseph Smith. Telestial kingdom is the lowest bareth in the heavens. Mormons who don't follow any religious laws, but didn't commit a crime, either uh, go to this kingdom. So, I guess it's comforting that even if you followed the wrong religion, as long as you followed you know, a religion that was based upon the Mo Moses' laws, more or less Christianity, and I would, I would assume Muslim as well. As long as you followed one of those religions, you, you still make it to heaven, you just don't get to the top tier. You know, so, that part's kind of comforting, but, I mean, it's just like, it's just like the Catholics having, you know, heaven and, and then having uh, purgatory. It's, you know, that, that whole concept's kind of weird too, so... Um, and then uh, you're married even after death. You can get married even after death. 
Death can't separate the Mormons from the bond of marriage. Mormons are taught that even after a, the death of a spouse, they are considered married in heaven. Uh, in the case of uh, polygamous marriages, which Mormons do practice, women in heaven share their husbands. And they feel that people have sex in heaven too, and a lot of it apparently. The only role of women in heaven is to produce spirit children who will become gods of other worlds. The gestation period of nine months in heaven is, is of nine months in heaven as well. The rule of staying married in heaven doesn't apply to non-Mormons. So if you're a Mormon, you're stuck with your wife or all your wives. If you're not a Mormon, I guess you're not stuck with her. I, I don't know. Once again, another weird one. Uh... There's, you know, of course, rules for heaven there, you know. Um, Mormons believe that secret handshakes and passwords exist in heaven, too. Mormon believers are given passwords and temple endowments. You can enter heaven only after Joseph Smith's permission. Once you are in heaven, you can visit only the lower heavens. If you are in Celestial Kingdom and your brother was done in Celestial Kingdom, only you can go visit him. He can't visit you. Uh, and, and the final one here is that Mormons believe that God has a body like humans. He is tangible with blood running through his veins. He became a supreme body with divine soul by following a righteous path. It is this path that every Mormon must follow in order to attain the highest level in heaven. Uh, so, you know, as you see, there's a lot of this religion, it's strange, it's, I don't want to say made up, but it's made up, I'm sorry, I know I'm going to get a lot of hate mail for this one, I mean, I, you know, I'm sure there's some Mormon listeners out there, and you know what, if I'm saying things that, you know, if I have something incorrect, by all means, as long as you have something to back it up with, please, email me, text me, you can't text yet, it's probably a week or two, but email me, Facebook message me, Get a hold of me. Let me know that, that I that I said something wrong, and I will gladly come back on air and fix it. I mean, you know, I go by. I mean, you know, I'm not a Mormon, so I have to go by the facts that I find on on uh, on the internet. You know, and I go. You know, and I, I mean, I always try to find them peer-reviewed articles, so that that way, you know, it's it's you know, it's it's as close to being perfect as it it can be. So, if you know, if I have something wrong, by all means, by all means, let me know. I'll gladly fix it. So with that being said, uh, let's move on to the question of the week. So last week um, I asked, do you feel that the U.S. government knows that the aliens exist? And if so, do they have, do they have, um, you know, spacecraft, the, the reverse engineering? Do we have treaties with aliens? Do we have, you know... Does the government have knowledge of aliens, and are they covering it up? Um, I would say, out of all the responses that I got back, I would say at least about seventy-five percent are saying yes, they do. You know, and I have to, I, I have to agree a hundred percent. I want to first start off by saying that if you think that we are the only intelligent creatures in this whole vast universe, we're it. 
you need to crack a book. You need to go online. You need to do some research. When you realize how many worlds are out there, first you have to look at how many stars there are in the sky. There are more stars in the sky than there are grains of sand on every single beach in the world. The number is astronomical. So, if you... There's no way that you can sit there and say, Oh, there's there's no other... There's no way that, that, that there's not... That there's not a number of stars that have at least... That, you know, there, you know, there's no way that there's not at least one star out there with a planet going around it in a perfect zone that has evolved life the same as we've evolved it. Um... I don't know that the, the the chance of that happening is next to nil. I mean, in our own galaxy alone, there's probably a dozen civilizations more advanced than us. In our own in our own galaxy, there's probably there's probably been a there's probably been thousands of advanced civilizations that have been at least as far along as we have, and have gone into extinction either due to their to their to their stunt to their their host star uh, dying or through invasion of other alien species or destroying themselves like we are on the verge of doing with uh, nuclear war. Uh, uh, you know, like, uh, uh, philosophers all tend to agree that, that, you know, if you would start civilization over a million times, that... 70%, 60-70% probably, they end, we're right in the tipping point, they end shortly after they reach the level of technology that we have. Because, mainly because of war, they destroy themselves. So, I'm sure this, you know, I'm sure that, that this applies across, across, you know, the universe, because I mean, maybe not all aliens have emotions like like we do, but if, but if, they, if they do, Humans are very territorial. We're very warlike. So, you know, with that being said, if they're, you know, even if they don't wipe themselves out, there's a chance of another race coming along of aliens from a different planet wiping them out. So, but at this very moment, I, I'm willing to guarantee there are hundreds, if not thousands, of alien civilizations that are as advanced, if not more advanced, than we are. Are we being visited? I would say the chances are good because uh if you were a if you were a an alien from another world and, and you were flying by say 10,000 years ago the earth was still in a very primitive state well compared to their technology it still is but you know uh humans were just starting to crawl out of caves and start building structures and you know and that have been fascinating for them to just kind of like you know stand back and just kind of watch us. Um, and if that's the case, you know, maybe you know they're interested because they don't want us to destroy ourselves. Um, a number of ufologists have noticed something, and it, it really is true. Like. Modern humans, like if like like you can go back to the 1800s and you can see UFO. There's a couple of UFO reports here and there. They were they were they're called airships back then because we didn't have airplanes or nothing yet. Well, right around the time that we learned how to split the atom and create nuclear weapons, 
all of a sudden we started getting UFO reports everywhere. Why is this? I think it's because when we learned how to do that, it released a a radio wave or an x-ray burst or, or something. It announced to the universe, hey, hey, the kids down here, they discovered fire, you know. You know, we discovered something that could destroy this this, you know, this planet. And uh, if you listen to, I, I, I don't want to get this wrong. I want to say he was the French defense minister, but there was a higher up of, uh, official in uh, government. I, I, I'll have to find out and get you the exact name, I, but I'm pretty sure he was French. Uh, he came out and said that, you know, there is a galactic union of... Almost like the United Nations, but it's like on a galactic level, you know. And that, you know, humans, we are sort of in this, but we don't, you know, the average human does, doesn't know about it because we're not we're not ready for it. But, um... Uh, but, I mean, you know, he basically says that, you know, most for the most part, the aliens are not... They don't want bad things to happen to us. So it's almost like they've been, they've been here more... Trying to make sure that we we don't destroy ourselves. I mean, I mean, almost every every U.S. military base that has uh, nuclear weapons on it uh, have have had UFO sightings. A lot of them have been have had have had their their, their systems taken offline. So, uh, but getting back, you know, the question. I'm getting sidetracked here. I I hundred percent believe that, that that there's aliens. I mean, these spacecraft that we're seeing, like these Tic Tac videos. It is nothing that we have today in our arsenals. Nothing that China has. Nothing that Russia has. No. The only other thing that it could be, if it's not extraterrestrials, and it's something that I've believed all along too, is it very, very well could be human beings from 100 years, 10,000 years in the future. Because you look back through history at a lot of the major historical events, like like a lot of historical uh, uh, battles in, in like certain wars um, if you look at a lot of religious paintings if you look at uh, listen to the story of the crucifixion of Jesus Christ it talks about all these things all these these beings that are that are like floating in the sky and it always talks about seeing like like aircraft not aircraft they call, once again like I said you know, they call them um, oh my gosh slipped my mind but uh you know, you know, they didn't call them aircraft at the time, but you know, they call them airships. But and what I think that what that really sounds like is it sounds like humans coming back from the future to verify historical events to make sure that we have all the facts right, the dates right. I mean, that's exactly what that what that sounds like. So, I mean, maybe it's both. Maybe there's maybe some are extraterrestrial and then some are humans, uh, time travelers. But either way. You know, and so I do think that the government knows about it. I definitely think that they have spacecraft that they have recovered. Um, Roswell. I want to do a special on Roswell, but everybody does it. So I'm kind of putting that off till later because everybody does that. And I want to see what what comes out at the end of this week in these in this UFO report or this in this big disclosure report supposed to be coming. But I really feel that we did recover something in Roswell. The whole weather balloon thing was just a, was just a cover. Um, you know, I think we definitely recovered something there. 
Uh, now there's evidence that there was a second craft outside of Roswell. And, you know, there's been a number of craft uh, crashes around the world, uh, especially United States, uh, uh, Kecksburg, Pennsylvania. Um, but there's been a lot. So I'm sure that we have recovered some and we've reversed tech, we have reverse engineered some of their technologies. Uh, some of them supposedly we use every day. Some you know supposedly like Velcro was uh, reverse engineered uh, alien technology. Velcro. So uh, you know. So that being said, you know I definitely feel that the government knows about it. They they're they have craft in their possession which they are and have been reverse engineering and I also feel that there is some kind of galactic alliance and we are part of it um so with that being said the question for next week is we know this big disclosure is supposed to be coming um supposed to disclose everything that the that the federal government knows about UFOs about what they are about you know it's supposed to de- declassify everything my question to you is it's kind of a multi question or a, a multi part question number 1 do you think that they are going to play you know show all their cards are they going to release everything and you know, or they're gonna you know, just release enough to make it make to make it to make everybody shut up. I mean, you know, we'll never know either way. I mean, they could say it's everything, and it's not, and we we'd, we we would have no way of knowing. Um, and B, do you think that the U that the United States public that if they would come out and say something radical like yes, there's aliens, we've been working with them all along. They're 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 here they're here in underground bases right now. Do you think that the human population could deal with it? I mean, just a year ago, when we when when, when they announced the whole thing with the you know, uh, Corona and having a quarantine, people went nuts about all about all the toilet paper in, in in every store. So if we we can't manage a little virus, what's going to happen if they would drop a bomb on us like that? Like, hey, you know, there is there is life from other planets, and it's here with us, and you know, it's working with us in underground bases, and you know, we've known about this since the fifties and sixties. So. You know, so, so like I said, part A is: Do you think they're gonna, that they're going to tell us everything? And part B: Do you think they should? Do you think that we, the humankind can handle it? Society can handle it? Uh, and I'm going to throw out a, a part C. Part C is going to be: Do you think that they're going to throw anything? That they're going to throw any disinformation in amongst these reports? To, to try to throw us off the truth, off the path of the truth. So let me know what you guys think about these, these, this uh, three-part question. You know, uh, give me your responses, your answers, um, and I'll uh, next week uh, I'll go over how I feel about it. Uh, you know, make sure you check out uh, the uh, Facebook page, and I'll have that picture of that uh, UFO that I was talking about. That I think is just the uh, sunset, but. You know, give me your comments, what you think, what you feel. Uh, So until next week, stay safe.